Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new week of the Victory Point Bible Reading Plan Podcast. My name is Tom Joustra. And um, my guest this week is Carl Thorwall. So welcome, Carl. Hey, Tom. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for saying yes to me back, uh, I think it was, I don't know, end of November-ish, beginning yeah. of December-ish, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You, I asked and you you came back with a yes. And so I, I totally appreciate that. So thank you, Carl, for, for saying yes. Um, now, how long have you and Jessica, Jessica, right? Yep. Okay. How, how long have you guys been at VP? Uh, we started coming last year around January, so about a year. Okay, so about a year. And so everybody might not know who you are. Yep. Um, we kind of, you and I, you and your wife and I and my wife, kind of sit in the same section of VP. <laughs> you know, we, we're creatures of habit. We like to sit in uh, familiar sections. So in case people don't know who you actually are, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit about your family, maybe what you do for like work, and I put that in uh, quotation marks, and I think he'll explain that pretty soon why I put it in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm Carl, as Tom introduced me, and uh, I'm a, a father and a husband, so new father. Our, uh, Jessica and I have been married for about seven years, and we had just recently had our uh, first child, uh, daughter, Eleanor. Uh, she was born on November 4, so healthy and doing great, so... I was telling Tom just before we got started here that she's now 10 pounds, so she, she's double-digit weight, Yay. so that's good. Yeah, as a two-month-old. So, yep. <laughs> Our first child was 9'3 to start with, so oh. yeah, I know. <laughs> so a little bit difference in size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So that's been fun, uh, learning to be a father and kind of growing in that role and responsibility, sure. so that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um Work-wise, I actually uh, concluded my practice of engineering uh, in August, and I've been working on transitioning to the practice of law. So I mm-hmm. actually uh, graduated with a Juris Doctorate degree in December, and so now I am working one day a week at a law firm and then studying for the uh, ominous bar exam. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So. so is there a date set for the bar, like when you're going to take the test? Yeah, towards the end of February. Okay. So yep. Coming up here. Yep, coming up. So, all right. Well, cool. Anything that the, the that you and Jessica like to do for like fun? Uh, yeah, we've it really enjoyed traveling. Okay, um, hiking. We nice. we like getting out outside and uh, hiking and hiking in dunes, hiking in the woods, Great. and just kind of enjoying uh, God's creation. Nice, cool. It's good to get outside. Mm-hmm. Right, good for sure. Um, now, for those of you who listen regularly, you know that I often like to do something a little bit different before we dive into the actual um, Bible reading, right, and the discussion and the discussion of the Bible reading passages. So, so, uh, Carl, um, I'm assuming that you're you're uh, an expert on everything Thorwall, right? <laughs> Since that's your last name, but I'm wondering how much of an expert you are on Thor, mm? the the Norse god. Right. Yep. Yep. And so um, I have 10 questions here, two per day. And we're just trying to see how much of an expert are you on your your namesake? Okay. So some of these you might know. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially if you're a Marvel fan. Mm -hmm. Um, But but these questions came more from like Norse mythology, not so much the Marvel version. But but so there are some similarities. So two questions today. And your your goal is to try to get seven of the 10 right. All right. All right. right. Here we go. So Thor is the Norse god of what? 
The Sea, Thunder and Lightning, War and Peace. Oh, Thunder and Lightning. It is Thunder and Lightning, yes, for one point. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right. How about number two? Thor is the son of Jord, Mercury, Odin. Oh, I'm going to have to go with Odin. Odin on that is one. correct. Look at you. You are two for two. See, you are an expert on your namesake. Yep. Thor. All right. You're going to have to wait for tomorrow to get the next two. <laughs> All right. We are actually here, though, not to talk about Thor. We are actually here to talk about um, Matthew. And we are up to um, Matthew chapter 5. Um, and for those of you that know scriptures well, many of you know that chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 are known as the Sermon on the Mount. And um, we're taking a deep dive into the book of Matthew uh, for the next several months. And so we're just going to... Um, this, this week, just look at Matthew 5, verses 1 through 16 as we go through the week. But today, we're just going to be focusing on Matthew 5, verses 1 through 4, um, which contain the Beatitudes, or the beginning of the Beatitudes anyway. So before we read um, these first four verses, um, what are some things that, when you hear about the Beatitudes, Carl, what are, what are some things you think about? Like, what are these things that are called the Beatitudes? Um, well, I, I, you know, kind of looking through them, they're a list of basically values that people have or traits of people. And then, um, you know, if you fall within that trait or that category, the, the blessing is bestowed on you and, and it kind of outlines, you know, um, various different outcomes that, you know, you'll right. find in heaven through Jesus on, exactly. on those particular different um, topics. Right. And Jesus is on the verge of his ministry, right? He's, he's mm-hmm. been baptized. He's been tempted. I think he's done a little bit of healing in, in, in Matthew chapter 4. He's gathered some disciples around him. And this is our first, like, chunk of teaching that we know about, right? And I th- and from from what I'm thinking about and from what I've read, um, I, think he, I think Jesus wants to set his kingdom apart from the kingdom that the kingdoms that the people are used to, like the Roman kingdom and the Jewish, you know, ruling kingdom. And I, and I think he's starting off here with some beatitudes like, Hey, my values, like you said, mm-hmm. right. My, um, my ways of being a citizen, um, in, in my kingdom are different. And so thus we have these beatitudes. So I'm going to read, um, verses, uh, one, two, three, and four, and then we'll just have a little discussion about what the Lord kind of laid on our hearts, um, as we kind of thought through and did a little research on verses one through four. So here we go. Matthew five, um, verses one through four. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. And he said, and here we have our first two beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So just kind of a short little piece of the sermon here. Um, But I don't know, Carl, what's something that jumped out at you? Well, you know, looking to the beginning, um, when it says he went up on a mountainside, um, you know, I know that the the geography in Israel is a little bit more foothillish, but I always I always pictured you know the Alp Mountain or the the Rocky Mountain or something like right, that. Right, right. And the, I think the you know rugged, mm-hmm. jagged mountain. And I I you know I I think that it's fascinating to 
get perspective from a mountain. Hmm. And I think, you know, kind of going up into the mountains and having hiked a couple mountains in, in my life, um, and, and summited a few smaller mountains, um, you know, there's something about going up to an elevated place and kind of being able to see down and over and get a view and kind of get a lay of the land and kind of see that. And I think it's kind of a place where you, you, you do get a different perspective from being just on the flat of, of the side. And Mm. I thought, you know, it, it was interesting that he says, you know, that the Bible actually includes, and he sat down because I, I haven't ever been on top of a mountain that I haven't sat on. Hmm. You know, you, you get to the top and there's this kind of this, I've made it, we're here, let's dwell for a moment. You know, we hmm. did the hard work getting here and now I sat down. And I, I thought it was it was neat and kind of curious that they included just, just those two words huh. and, you know, or three and sat down. And I thought that was kind of a cool piece to add because then you're kind of there, you've, you've set yourself in a place that's not close to town. You're not close to necessarily roads. You're kind of on the mountain or on the mountainside and you sit down and it, it created a place for, you know, what ends up being the first recorded message and then kind of some profound, um, values instead of laying out, you know, the statutory requirements to be a Christian, um, in, in, you know, or a follower of Jesus, um, you know, we get values and we get blessings Mm -hmm. and it starts from a place of blessing. Um, and it starts with a place of blessing from people that, um, you know, fit into categories that are, you know, look, you know, previewing a little, those who mourn, those who are poor in spirit, the meek, you know, it, it's not blessing, you know, the wealthy or some other group or those who are perfect or or, those who are in absolute compliance with my statutory provisions. You know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a real kind of interesting way to sit on the mountain in a different Hmm. place of perspective and then kind of, you know, open the door to a different way of thinking. It's kind of a neat setup. That's, that is a neat perspective though. I never really thought about it. You just hear about, Oh, the sermon on the Mount. But from your perspective there, that's, that's, that is kind of true. It takes a little work to get up there and you kind of celebrate the, the, the victory of finally getting there, all the hard work, and you sit down. And what an opportune time to like, you have a captive audience kind of like, right? That's kind of mm-hmm. what you're saying here, right? We often hear about mountaintop experiences, mm-hmm. right? And here's one. Exactly. Yep. Literally, right? Yep. Right on top of the mountain here. So that first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, so again, this is a value, right? This is like a mark of what Jesus is saying, that someone who is a citizen of my kingdom, someone needs to be, you need to be poor in spirit. What, what, what did you take away from that? I think... I don't think it's anything to do with money. No, I think I think it, a lot of it, the, the feeling that I kind of get from it is the downtrodden. Hmm. You know, the people that just, you know, if they lack spirit, you know, I, I think of a spirit and a cheer team. <laughs> And how right. much, you know, yeah. spirit they have for their school or something like that. And then kind of if, if you're poor in spirit, then you're not really, you know, enthusiastic. You're not mm. outgoing. You know, you're kind of beat down a little bit and maybe sad. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of see that as, you know, what that means. Right. Somebody explained to me once that like poor in spirit kind of means without spirit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you were just kind of saying, right, downtrodden possibly. You know, and like I said earlier, this is this is, has nothing to do with your bank account, right? Being poor in spirit, it's more of like your your. It's like your spiritual. You can almost think of it spiritually too, right? It's like we're spiritually um, poor, 
They were spiritually bankrupt, bankrupt kind of without Christ, right, without mm-hmm. Jesus uh, making a difference in their lives. But, uh, yeah, so blessed are those who are poor in spirit. It's, so obviously Jesus was looking around him and, and seeing was seeing people that were not poor in spirit would be my guess, right, in the Roman kingdom and the Jewish kingdom. There, I think there are people that were full of spirit. It's like the wrong kind of spirit, not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, I was just I was just thinking while you were saying that, you know, if we look if we look at the word spirit in the Bible, the the relevant kind of thought is, you know, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, part of the Trinity and, and that is a a component of God is is the Holy Spirit. And so if we think of what that embodies and what that encompasses, if someone doesn't have the Holy Spirit in them, that would make them poor in spirit true you know is that well, that, that <laughs> you know that's not what he's saying here right exactly right. he wants us to be poor in spirit so it's got to mean something different right mm-hmm. yeah how about blessed are those who mourn where'd you land on that um you know that that one is a little bit more direct because i think in some degrees you know, or, or all of us mourn, and I think it's on a spectrum, and some of us sure. have life experiences where we mourn in big ways, and other people have life experiences where they mourn in smaller ways. Sure. And, you know, we mourn the, the you know, coming and going of objects into our lives or material things in little ways, but, you know, then you get into the larger, heavier things where you have friends and family and, you know, it becomes time for them to go home. And I think, you know, we mourn their loss and we mourn for different things that happen. Um, And I think that what I kind of took away from this was, you know, to mourn means that you had something and you valued it and then you lost it. Hmm. And I look at kind of people and relationships and to, to truly mourn and to really feel that deep, internal, heartfelt, you know, like something's missing mourning. Mm. I feel like that is what's being spoken to here, where you had a relationship, you had something, and now it's gone. Mm. And so you mourn that thing. And so I think Jesus is putting a value on that relationship and Mm. saying, you know, those that have had and then lost are, you know, going to be blessed um, and that they will be comforted when they get there. I like how you said that, like like something is missing. Because I was doing a little research online in preparation for for this episode, and um, the commentator was, was talking again spiritually, okay, mourning, mm-hmm. like something is missing, um, and and he was he was just comparing it to kind of like, okay, so if you're poor in spirit, it's like, um, yeah, you're, you're spiritually bankrupt. There's nothing you can do, right, to earn your salvation, right? And that leads to mourning, right? You mourn for, you look at your life and go, oh, my goodness, look at the sin that's in my life. Look at the sin that's in my family's life. Look at the brokenness around me in the world, you know, and it just leads to a place of mourning. So that's interesting how there's two different ways to kind of look at that mm-hmm. whole idea of blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So as we kind of wrap up here, um, so like we talked at the beginning of the podcast about how this these are sort of like values. So what are maybe two values we could leave our listeners with today based on being poor in spirit and about mourning? 
I think I think it's good to mourn. Okay. I think I think it's I think it's healthy and I think it's a part of life and I think it's a part of our our faith. Right. Um there's one value. Mm-hmm. Right? Mourn the loss. Yep. Right? Things that are no longer with us or people that are no longer with us. And then and then the whole idea of being poor in spirit. I think it's you know that we don't come by that naturally. Okay, Jesus has got to work in us. The Holy Spirit's got to work in us. So we we need that encounter with God in order to be poor in spirit. Like it's a total reliance on God. I can't do anything mm-hmm. right to earn my salvation. Um, it's something that's totally God. Uh, I have to be poor in spirit. So anyway, listeners, as you go into your Monday, may your day be blessed, and we will see you back here tomorrow to talk about the next two Beatitudes. All right. Have a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.